You're listening to Voices of TNT. This week we sit down with Tam Driscoll, who's been running, walking, and fundraising for the team and training organization for the last 15 years. Yeah, 2001 is when I um, signed up January, and I remember we had this Bridgeport Brewing um, informational meeting, and Somewhere along the lines, um, I must have checked a box saying I wanted to do a marathon. So I kept getting all these brochures for, you know, joints in motion, fibromyalgia, um, you know, American lung, American heart, all these body parts. And, you know, (laughs) I had lost my dad at a very young age. He was 57 to a heart attack. And, you know, even getting that brochure, even though I had a personal connection, it didn't really, it didn't speak to me. And... I had a friend who was an elite runner, um, incredibly fast, and she qualified for two Olympic marathons, which means you have to run a sub-250, right? And just, so it it was almost like this thing that was, like, out of reach. Like, it's what other people do or what other type A high-powered athletes do, not something that I would do. Um, And so... I always had this kind of lingering thing about this, you know, could I ever do a marathon? And then having checked that box and kept getting all these brochures in the mail, I think it was like a sign saying, you should do a marathon, Tam. And um, so I actually was home on maternity leave, and um, I can remember getting a brochure from team and training, not knowing what it was. Um, And the thing that caught my eye was... Uh, a bald, bald toddler and it was a gentleman you know cro- you know coming across the finish line and he had this like toddler on his shoulders and the toddler was bald and of course it's like when you learn a new um, you know discover a new word you then see the word everywhere so here I am this new mom and anything related to babies or mom or you know anything along those lines um, especially children centric my eye was like woo what is that so I of course, dove in, ripped open this brochure, and that's where I read and I learned for the first time that leukemia was the number one cancer killer of children, zero to 15. And I know some stats say zero to 20. So here I am cradling this healthy, healthy baby girl, and I'm thinking to myself, I just can't imagine. And so it was sort of like at that moment is when I realized I have this gift of a healthy baby girl. There are so many others out there that are not. And this was the, you know, it was an emotional cord it hit, for sure. Because uh, I, had, I, had, I had no connection to blood cancer. But it was this, this notion that kids die, or kids can die. And that, to me, was just not acceptable. So, and I think you can relate as a parent, you know, and, and it just, it really, it really impacted me, I would say, enough to... <laughs> Uh, put my money where my mouth is, and I signed up for one of those um, information meetings. And I'll never forget the woman standing up there, the staff, saying, you will, you know, we'll train you to run a marathon or walk, you know, 26.2 miles, and you'll fundraise. You know, at that time, I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but let's say because it was California, it was $3,900. And I was thinking to myself, this is crazy. I'm going to train for 26.2 and I'm going to fundraise. I'm like, this is like, like two, it's like 
wow, like really? And I had, I did have doubts. I was thinking to myself, wow, okay. I thought the marathon was going to be hard, but now we're going to throw on fundraising. And the interesting thing is that once I started getting into it, it was sort of like getting into a term paper. You know, you put it off for a while and then you're like, okay, we got to get this going. Um, I really dug it. And the high that I got was when I sent my letter out. Uh, My story wasn't, I've been impacted by cancer or I lost a loved one. My story was, I've never done a marathon. And I want to do it for this organization called the Leukemia Lymphoma Society as a team and training participant because they raise money to help kids get healthy or to help find the reason why they're getting sick. And I thought, you know, so it was really focused on the children. And I was like, God, I can do this. And then what I found out later is that you have a mentor, you get a coach. Um, As those miles started creeping up, you had this incredible support system. So that was like a, you know, the added bonus because I was like, wow, you get all of this, right? And it was really cool. And so my story, like I said at the time, was that I'd never done a marathon. And that's what I told people. I'm like, I've never done this, but I'm going to do it for this organization. Won't you help me? And I, I'm, I'm guessing that as people opened up that letter, they were saying, wow, I've never done a marathon either. Let's, let's help her. Gosh, you know what I mean? Um, and I was, you know, when I started training, I think I was just finishing up nursing. So here I had these, you know, I was just like, I mean, I'm 5'10 and kind of a I'm not a Nordic woman, but I'm a big Irish broad with German blood. Um, so I'm not petite. So I'm not going to fit your, you know, lithe, you know, Joan Benoit, 5'2", 90-pound runner. You know what I mean? People kept telling me, like, we'd go to trainings, and they're like, so why are you here? What's your connection? And I would say, well, you know, I, I don't really have a personal connection. I'm just, I think it's kind of cool what this organization is doing, and... I've got a healthy baby girl. Why not give back? You know, I'd like I'd like to say that the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, or, or I'd like to say that I found the Leukemia Lymphoma Society before it found me. You know, so kind of stumbled on it, and um, and it was an easy sell as far as putting it out to the public. You know, I loved it. I loved it. It was incredible, and um, picked up this. She was from the Oregon chapter. I picked uh, Marion Deckard, and. We became like best friends on this course because we we just hung the whole 26.2 miles. And, um, you know, it was kind of cute because I would, you know, I'd say, okay, you see those yellow shorts? We're going to take her on. Let's go get her. And so then we'd like zip up to it. And, and at one point, the when I realized I was, uh, you know, not the Kenyan and not the fastest on the course, it was, um, now granted there was like 30,000 participants and it took quite a while to get to the starting line. I was at mile eight and I believe I was in the bushes, but I heard all this applause and clapping and I'm like, wow, what is it? And, uh, the winner had just crossed the finish line and here I was at mile eight and I'm like, wow, wow. You know, and that was my first one. Um, and I wasn't overwhelmed by the the notion because this is the cool thing about team and training they train you i mean they prepare you and that's the other thing i really like about team and training is that you can pull the athlete and you can pull the non-athlete you can pull the person impacted by cancer 
and then you can pull the person not impacted by cancer and you can bring them together. And that's the beauty of it because it's, um, I used to watch this show as a kid called Spiel ohne Grenze. It means game without bounds. You know, they don't have any boundaries. You just do it all, right? That's the way I feel like team and training. It's not like they're going to check you out going, well, you're not an elite athlete. Um, or, you know, you, you're a walker. Yeah, that's right. Because t- whether it's 26.2 or 13.1, whatever your mode is, they embrace you. And that's the beauty of it. And it's not like you're going to be judged and most likely you will get better. You know, the, so you, you're pulling from, from many different aspects and many different reasons why people find or come to team and training. And that's the beauty of the organization or the, the effort of who we attract. And it's so funny because going back to that first one in San Diego, I was like, well, I'll just sign up for this one, right? I'm just going to do this one. And then this is what I, I it kind of hit me as I was done with it. And I was in San Diego and maybe I was walking around in a fog and a funk or, I mean, a high, I don't mean funk. I mean, a, I was feeling funky. Yeah. Cause I was like, guess what I did. Um, but I remember thinking, okay, so I'm, I crossed the finish line, but I, I'm pretty sure last time I checked a hadn't found a cure for cancer so like I knew the job wasn't done and that really hit because it was just kind of like you did this one why not do another one and why not raise money because at that time I think I either doubled or tripled what I'd raised just by telling my story that I had never done a marathon so I thought well and it and I don't want to say it's seamless I mean I worked at it but what I was I guess surprised about was that I asked people to support this effort and to support me and they did a lot of them did and I was like oh and so I think all of us kind of fear rejection you don't want to get rejected it's like well if I send them this out or like I don't want to ask because I don't want to get the word no and that's what I like to tell folks and remind them that if you don't ask the answer is 100% no however if you do ask you have a 50-50 chance If you speak from the heart, if you're authentic, because I think there's that whole transparency, you know, have your own voice because people know what your voice is and tell your story. Unfortunately, I I had to change my little moniker that I had no connection to blood cancer. Anyway, fast forward, I'm now three years into, two and a half years into training with, you know, being a volunteer for team and training and, um... I get this phone call and um, it's one of my sisters who said um, things aren't good. Um, Nancy um, is in the hospital. She has her mass in her brain and we don't know what it is. And I can remember just throwing down the phone and just screaming. I mean, it was a blood curdling scream. And I think the the, the the information kept coming that it wasn't good. It was inoperable. It was a mass in her brain. Um, you know, she doesn't have her functions. And so it was really very, very scary. And then, like three days later, uh, they call back and say it's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So when I heard that, it was, it was a little surreal because it was almost like somebody said something, but I couldn't really hear it. And I'm like, blood cancer. So here I'd been volunteering for almost three years for this organization with no connection, saying, I don't know, I just it moves me. 
Um, I believe in this organization and now it has a face. Um, so cancer came home to roost in my house and it had a, you know, a face and the face was my sister and the outlook for her type of cancer. I, you know, no cancer is good, but this one was particularly bad because it was in her brain and it was CNS central, central nervous system, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The good news, if you can find some good news, is it was only in her brain. So it hadn't traveled to all these other places. But when it's in your brain, you know, you they have to be pretty aggressive. And um, they, were gonna, they were going in to do X treatment. And then right before they were starting her treatment, like the, the next day, I mean, they were jumping on this. They changed up her treatment to do this dual mode where they put a catheter in her head and dripped directly on her brain or her tumor and then they did the IV so they did this dual treatment and the reason why they did that is um, that the life expectancy or the reoccurrence if you just did with IV chemo um, it would be very great and probable that it would come back and probably take her life like soon and um, so the outlook was not good but what I found out is right before that treatment that they did this dual was a LLS supported type of treatment, this aggressive treatment. So here, you know, all along I've been volunteering for this organization and I'm getting ready to, um, you know, support my sister with a treatment that has been funded by the very organization that I've been volunteering for. I think, you know, it obviously jarred our whole family. Um, I mean, anytime you have a loved one with a very kind of, uh, bleak outlook and, and they were giving her kind of like a zero percent survival because it can be just so harsh the treatment uh but nancy was just sheer joy she you know even in her darkest times she'd be like i love you and then they did cranial radiation and you know after eight and nine months voila the tumor was gone so it was you know the doctors didn't want to say a miracle but you know it it was pretty sh- pretty close to one, I would say. And uh, so that year, I was like, you know, that was the story. I'm like, you, you know, Nancy, we've, you know, and then we formed kind of Team Nancy. Um, and we raised a lot of money that year. So it was kind of, I'm not going to say cool at all, but to watch her go from, you know, basically on a deathbed to eventually functioning on her own was really quite, quite remarkable. Um, and so, you know, my family now, you know, it, it got real, really real. Um, and I would say that if they did not, uh, support the cause at that point, I was going to take him out, but, <laughs> but it was interesting because Nancy, after all that treatment, never, um, called herself a survivor. She was, and I don't know if it was a coping piece or, um, or maybe denial, it, and that's not a river in Egypt. I think people do have denial. Um, and I'm like, sister, you are a survivor. I, you know, I'm, you know, no, I'm, I'm good, sweetie. So I really wanted her um, to come experience team and training of what the whole, you know, event weekend is like with the, 
you know, inspiration dinner and the, you know, the, the team getting together and the, the race day. And cause it's, it's really hard to put into words what that feels and looks like, especially to somebody like my sister who's, you know, survived a blood cancer and I wanted her to see it. And so I'm like, I want you to come to San Francisco. And she lived on the East coast at the time. She's like, well, I, you know, sweetie, I don't have the means or the money. I'm like, yes, we, we're going to send for you basically. And I'm like, you're going to come here. We're going to enjoy it. And so we did the all things Oregon, the coast, Mount Hood, all this. And then came the race weekend. And, of course, everybody on team and training knew who Nancy was. Um, and because she was my reason, you know, one of the many reasons for running and racing and um, walking and moving. And so... We take her to San Francisco, and it, she's almost like a little mini celebrity. You know, everybody's like, oh, you're Nancy. And we get to that inspiration dinner, and the speaker that night was a woman um, who had a tumor in her brain. And then she had, unfortunately, a couple other tumors. But um, her husband left her, and that happened to my sister. Um, she, you know, lost a lot of friends, which happened to my sister. But her family was always there. Her immediate family was always there for her. And I could see my sister stand up when the woman was done and, and clap almost like this experience. And these tears were streaming down her face because it was like, that, that's me, you know. And there were at, this was in San Francisco. So there were, you know, 8,000 people in the Moscone Center. And then they asked for all survivors to stand up at some point, you know, in in the program. And she did and was just, you know, you know, it was like she was revived with um, hope and instilled with this passion that like, you know, we couldn't get her to that point to feel um, that what she went through was quite remarkable. And, you know, so then the next, you know, day is like, hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a survivor. And very, very proud of it. So she wore that like a badge of courage then. It was okay. And I think in part because she felt safe among this sea of purple and team and training. This was like her tribe. Um, and, you know, so that was very cool. And, you know, she said she wanted to do the race for with me. But we were watching her kind of, uh, her footing wasn't really that great. So I was a little concerned. Um, but so my husband being the gentleman he is, he says, you know, we'll, I'll bring Nancy to the finish line and, and Devin, my daughter. Um, so I'm getting to about mile 12, 12 and a half. And then there they are. And, you know, Nancy had the team and training hat on and she had the team and training jacket and it was a little chilly. And then, um, I want you know, I encouraged her to come out on the course and I'm fine, sweetie. So I'm like, come on, come on. She's like, Oh no, no, sweetie. So finally my husband encourages, she gets on the race course with me. And, but I, I had this drive in my chest that was like, I'm going to get across this finish line. So I grab her and Pam, my other team and training participant, we grab my sister, Nancy, both of us are in their hands. And, and, uh, so we get to the finish line and there's a very handsome firefighter in a tuxedo with a silver, you know, with a tray, with a Tiffany box, you know, beautiful Tiffany blues screaming at us. And I say to my sister, Nancy, I'm like, grab it. And she's like, grab what? I'm like, well, not the fireman, but the box. And so, cause she doesn't know the drill. She's not, you know, she's never done a race in her life. So she grabs the box and then we go down the chute. Somebody from 
the national office came up to me and said, oh, Tam, would you like to speak to the San Francisco Chronicle? Um, They're here. And I said, well, um, sure. But I said, really, I'm not the story. My sister Nancy's the story. And Nancy's like, oh, sweetie, you go ahead. I said, honey, you're the survivor. Let's talk. And she's like, you know, I've never, ever been interviewed ever by a, you know, anything. And I said, well, now here we go. So we're being interviewed by the San Francisco Chronicle. At the same time, there is a Japanese television station. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, just smile because we're being interviewed on a Japanese television station. So they interviewed Nancy and then they interviewed me for a little bit, but they spent a lot of time with Nancy. And, you know, we went back to the hotel room. We had the lovely victory dance or dinner. and We danced and did all this kind of good stuff. And then, you know, we went to bed early and we woke up the next morning and it was like Christmas. We both look at each other and we're like, the paper. And we run down to the lobby, you know, take out a few, you know, customers that were standing there. And we, you know, we almost like tackle, you know, the the paper and we grab it and we're, we're looking through it and, you know, and we're flipping through it. And, you know, we didn't really, I mean, we did care who won, but really we're just going back to see what they wanted to say about Nancy and, and Team Nancy. And there was the last five paragraphs was all about, you know, uh, Team Nancy and Nancy's journey and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, you could just see Nancy was just like, wow. And you could just see this pride in your voice. She's like, I've never, ever been in the paper. And I'm like, isn't this awesome? And so the whole weekend was this celebration of her. You know, and people coming up to her and and really feeling, you know, it's kind of weird to say you feel special because you're, you know, a cancer survivor or you've 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 beat the odds at this point. Um, and she did beat the odds um, because she was only, you know, she had zero life expectancy. And here we were at her fifth year of being cancer free. Um, unfortunately, it was short lived because um, just months later. Uh, the tumor came back with a vengeance, and um, she passed away in her own home, in her own bed, surrounded by all of her siblings um, and those who loved her. And, you know, as heartbreaking as that moment was and is, knowing that we gave her that gift of this whole experience really was um, a treasure. And those are the the kind of things that are unexpected Um, you know, I never expected to have a sister diagnosed with blood cancer. I never expected that I would do 15 endurance events. You know, I never expected that I would raise a half million dollars, but that's the beauty of team and training is that don't underestimate what, what you can do. Um, team Nancy will continue as long as, as I, I joke, I said, as long as my legs will move, albeit sometimes they go a little slower, but it doesn't matter. No need for speed. And it really isn't about time and this expediency of of what you're doing on the course. It's about the journey from the moment you say, yes, I'm going to do an event, you know, five months, six months, whatever your, you know, time is. There are so many moments that you would not have had you not said, I'm going to do this. Your heart gets filled pretty quickly and it fuels you. It fuels your legs. It makes you want to move you know, I think if anybody is out there who has ever doubted that they could do an endurance event, whether it's a century ride or a triathlon or a marathon, half marathon, whatever event, it's always going to come with this big, huge purple cape that's going to wrap around you and ensure that you get to that finish line. It's going to ensure that you have a reason 
to move, whether you don't have a personal connection or not. It's going to make sure that you are fueled with the power and the passion you need to finish and hopefully come back. And alumni are huge. Um, And I think that speaks volume for the organization and the experience is that people keep coming back. I mean, I just, there's so many amazing people that do this. And why not? You know, why not? Like I said, until we, uh, you know, crack that cancer code, we have, you know, it's going to keep us in really good shape. (laughs) Tam Driscoll is a community relations manager for the city of Gresham, Morgan. She's also a board of trustee for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society since 2009. She is a wife, a mother, and a loving sister. Tam Driscoll is TNT. If you're interested in finding out more information about Team in Training, go to www.teamintraining.org for more information and about teams in your area that are forming now for spring and summer.